Welcome back, all you friendly, broad-eyed potential felons. My name is Adam. And my name is Jack. Welcome back to Schmeepcast, sponsored by Wrath, the official sin for console gamers. Now, this one is actually... I played a little bit of Call of Duty last night and uh, had the the audacity to actually have party chat or, like, group chat not muted and... Oh. oh Straight-up oh. time machine back to, like, 2013. Gross. Yeah. Gross, gross, gross. Yeah. yeah. Did it, you it's, partake... Dude, no, of course not. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. But, like, the thing is, is it's without getting like too political about it, like probably about a month ago now, um, when all the like initial, like most recent Black Lives Matter stuff like started happening, Call of Duty decided that they were going to postpone um, the launch of like a new season of the Battle Royale, um, which is just like, okay, I like, I kind of get where they're coming from. But the fact that like 50% of the names in their like game has like the n-word in it or like all sorts of horrible racial slurs and that's what they decided to do was just like absolutely absolutely like insane to me and after they got roasted of course they ended up coming back and trying to fix it but man just their go-to was postponing the launch of a game instead of like actually doing something that was objectively positive for society it's just like yeah wild man Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, welcome on back. So we are we kind of struggled with this week's topic. First of all, uh, apologies for this coming out a day late. Uh, we we had some like it was weird yesterday. We had to get Jack home, and there were some other things that we had to take care of. But um, yeah, it was long day. Um, but we're back, and we're coming in just one day late, so it shouldn't be too that like that bad. Um, but we kind of struggled with this week's topic and what we we're going to talk about. Uh, we we had to work with a certain subject, which is now kind of being contested, which is apparently on July 10th of 1913, the highest temperature ever recorded on Earth uh, came to be, which was 134 degrees Fahrenheit in, in Furnace, Creek. Furnace Creek, California. California. Yeah. So that was that's apparently the case, but also as I was looking up research for this, I came into contact with more information saying that on September 13th, 1922, a temperature of 136 degrees Fahrenheit was recorded in El Azizia, Libya, um, which was eventually certified by the WMO, the World Meteorological Organization, as the hottest air temperature ever recorded on Earth. So I don't know which of those to believe, but both were recorded by the same group, so it's up in the air. But we took that and we decided to turn it into a, a topic for us to talk about. Bit of a stretch. Is, it, it's, it, was, it was far off, but we weren't just going to look up like top five movies that have fire in them or the, the hottest movies ever made. We, instead, we decided to do the most hotly anticipated uh, pieces of media that we're looking forward to uh, in current times so uh would you like to start us off with number five am i going first sure yeah go I, oh, for this one by the way i have just a ton of potential honorable mentions one of oh, which yeah. honestly i think once you hear about it you will be like this one i didn't even hear about it until i started like looking stuff up today but it absolutely sounds like the potential to be an absolute masterpiece um but that'll that'll have to come later we'll just whetting your appetite for that one 
Um, All my right. number five thing that I'm, I'm the most I'm most looking forward to as of right now, and this probably, if I'm being honest with you, should be higher on my list. I'm trying to get some list diversity. Um, but it is the sequel to the Spider-Verse movie. Is, oh. is, this, is this on your list? This is not on my list. Uh, but that, that does sound like... <laughs> It should be in my honorable mentions now that I think about it. I had to do some serious research for mine because I, I, I struggled with this topic too, but uh, I think I came up with some pretty good ones. Um, yeah, so I originally uh, based like my stuff off stuff that was like pushed back, you know, and, and delayed because of everything that's been going on. But it turns out basically everything has been pushed back. So looking up things that you're excited for and looking up things that have been pushed back that you're excited for has essentially become the exact same thing. Um, but yeah, they, uh, this movie was, was announced pretty shortly after the, uh, movie, after Spider-Verse obviously just blew up the box office and became one of the most beloved superhero movies that's released even amongst all of the modern superhero movies. Um, and I just, I could not be more excited for it. They have so much to work with. I think even the, um, one of the directors of the movie who, um, he, he had an interview recently where he said that the technology that they're already implementing into the next movie in terms of like animation style makes the other makes the first movie look like just like child's play or something like that. Wow. And that when you cool. think about when you think about all of the like in, insane stylistic choices and some stuff that not everybody loved but a lot of stuff that was at least like regarded as bold and and artistically like insane um dude the fact that they're upping that is just I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. Sometimes I just like swoon over freaking overconfident direct. Like I'm sure he's not overconfident, but just the idea that this guy has, has the tenacity, the huevos to look everybody who saw the first spider verse in the eye and say, you know, that thing you love, we did it better this time without question by any artistic standards. This is going to be droves ahead of what you've seen in the prior movie. That's just bonkers to me. It's so dumb. Yeah. And it's it's also I'm a little bit apprehensive because it's it's the problem that is always that always happens why a lot of the times the, the sequel is not as good as the original. It's like the thing that people say about albums, like you have your entire life to prepare to release your first album, but then after you drop that 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 number one, everybody's waiting for that next one. There's like an, there's a time limit, you know. Mm-hmm. So now they they got like Sony execs like breathing down their neck. Um, it has been delayed, so the official release date as of right now is October seventh, um, twenty twenty two. So still got a, a couple years, but I mean they've been working on it for a while now, and I I have nothing but faith, like one hundred percent. If they could like right now drop a trailer that is just utter garbage. And I don't watch trailers, but even if I heard like the press for it, I would still walk into this movie confident that they know what they're doing and that it's going to be an incredible follow-up. Uh-huh. It's just the movie's just the first one's just so good. If you haven't seen the first Spider Verse and are apprehensive because it's an animated movie, you, you gotta you it's, gotta get past that. It's, it's so it's, good. It's a I don't even know how you can be turned away from a Spider-Man movie because it's animated. Like I, that's like. Animated superhero movies, I hate to say it, I don't care how much you enjoy, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, animated movies, like, just definitively are capable of doing them better. Because they can do things that are, like... I agree with that. I, I stand by I think that modern technology... I feel like... 
I don't know. I feel like with CGI and everything, it makes it cool and everything. But I think that personally, like the animated style, like fits. It can make the comic book ideas and like background of those work a lot better. I think.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think that I think this movie proves that there is that potential and、mm-hmm. like the comic book style. But then again, like comparing this movie to like. Endgame, like you could not get the same Endgame spectacle in an animated movie. Well, absolutely. That's that. Like that、so. put together so many different people and everything. That was more of like、yeah. the fact that it was a spectacle. I don't know. I I see things differently. I don't think it could have happened the same way for an animated film for sure. But、um, for my number five,、um, this was like it's come to my attention now that this isn't postponed anymore. But I thought that it still was. Uh, I'm gonna mention it, but one of my honorable mentions will be taking its place. So I'll, I'll kind of move forward with it pretty quick. But the One Piece anime、um, was postponed on April 19th, and it was because of the whole COVID situation.、Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a shame because I'll, I'll admit, One Piece is like it, it is. I'll, I'll say this much: One Piece, the, man- the manga, is. One of the most well-sold comic books of all time. It is in like the top ten of most well-sold ones because it is huge worldwide.、Uh, it's the one about pirates and all that, but it's、mm-hmm. very, very good, and it's reaching.、Uh, it's also extremely long,、uh, going in at about like near a thousand episodes at this point, and it's like it's re. It, it had this long. Long dark age of animation where it was just not good, and the most unfortunate thing is that recently it's reached the Wano arc, which is like very Japanese inspired and very like it's a very well artistically themed arc, and they actually like revamped the entire animation style and it looks stunning. It's actually really really good. It reminds me like it's nothing like it was way back at the start of it. Uh, because it had such a stylized way of being put together,、uh, and it was just very charming in the way that it was made. But right after the Alabasta arc, it became like this very kind of sketchy, hard, hard to watch kind of cartoon of sorts. And then finally, it comes all the way back around to the Wano arc, where it finally has started to become this masterpiece that it's supposed to be. And I think it's because it's supposed to end within the next. Four years, I think,、uh, but that's just what the writer has said on multiple occasions. I don't know, but it has restarted on, according to、uh, the 28th of June、um, from episode 930. So、uh, apparently, it's it's already back.、Uh, I, I'll mention in one of my honorable mentions where the other thing might rank. So、mm. yeah, yeah.、Um... If you on you look me in the eyes, you tell me a show has over nine hundred episodes. You couldn't pay me to watch a single. I know, episode. I know, absolutely. You cannot pay me. That is why I have not explained this to you or tried to show it because it has moments that are fantastic. But if you watch through the entirety of it, like it, there there is like a I will say anybody that's watching that wants to watch One Piece, but it's just a super daunting task. There is、uh, something that my friend TJ has explained to me recently that is called One Piece, which is. Uh, this website that has dialed it down to a like it's it's chopped down the series big time. Like there's an arc in that. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't support the fact that it is enormous because it is mostly like 
fluffed out too. It's everything that you don't like in, in an anime, Jack. It's the reason why you struggled with My Hero, basically as an anime, because it is all this fluff of characters like going back and forth, and every single episode past a certain point is like five minutes of review or like 10 minutes of like review of what happened in just the last episode or last couple episodes it doesn't trust its audience very much but it is a very very great story and everything uh and one pace chops down the arcs big time like there's an arc that is 200 episodes in total it is the longest arc in all anime history it was chopped down to 40 episodes easily by one pace um so if you're interested in doing that go ahead and look up one pace that literally to me the fact that you could take 200 (laughs) episodes and make it 40 episodes and it's coherent like that actually is a bad show as far as i know like like i don't care if the story is good the show itself is bad in my so yes definitely and i i kind of stand by that a little bit the manga is the better way to go because it doesn't have any filler or fluff or anything like that it doesn't have the recap uh it's long but the anime is kind of where it gets its bad rap and where a lot of people find that one piece might not be as good but i i will admit that like the manga is a lot easier to digest yeah like having (laughs) a ton of scenes like cutting back and reminding audience of what happened and then also having your show be 900 episodes long is like like no it's, it's hell it's for sure hell. That that sounds horrible. Like literally, just awful to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's still my number five, kind of, sort of, more of okay. my honorable mentions. Honestly, dude, I think there is potential for when you hear one of my honorable mentions. You and I might be so hyped. It's like literally six total words. It is a, a name of a movie and then the directors. It might get us to the point where it could be, it could usurp our fives. Really? Potentially. It's okay. It's sounds incredible but we'll get there um my number four is the long-awaited sequel to one of my like sleeper picks for favorite video games of all time dying light 2 oh it's like it's insanely good like the first one is just it's literally everything i could possibly want in a video game it reminds me of like like i don't i mean really it honestly isn't now that i think about it oh like the the biggest hook for it is that it is a really it's a well put together cooperative story game where you can play online with friends like it's that simple you have me sold if it's like a a solid story where you can get like four people i mean because like the thing is i don't love zombie games normally Uh um and and, i don't know like it in but like this game is just so well done and the fact that you can just like it has like a story that you can play through like the whole thing with your friends level up together mess around in like this open world like it's it's the same thing as like a way out uh-huh. I'm like, oh, literally, wh- why don't people just make more games exactly like that? Like, it's, there's it's no way a way out did not succeed beyond its like the the amount it cost. That game should have gotten awards, did it? Dude, I, I don't know actually. It's just it, it, it definitely it got well it, like received. Somehow, somehow that was innovative. Somehow that was something that people don't really do. It's I guess you need like there's a, there's a difference between a game that like you. There's a difference between, like, having a single-player game that can be made into a party game. I guess that sells more, because not everybody has friends. And then a game that needs that multiplayer for it to work. Mm-hmm. It, you know, there's a difference there, but still it feels like something that has a market to it. And it 
really does do it really really well and that mm-hmm. that company needs to like shill into that area i'm, I'm assuming they're making more games they ought to yeah yeah that's good um, i can but, see that as like a almost like telltale style franchise where it does more and well not like not like the same similar mm-hmm. pattern every single time that's formula like yeah. telltale does but more so something that's just that kind of where it has the two people or like multiple people yeah. if you want to do like a big like imagine imagine a bank heist game where you get to play as those characters through the whole thing which mm-hmm. is very similar to like the criminal style that a way out had anyway i'm getting off track. they do have payday too with like that kind of thing is it oh um, i didn't know that yeah that's like, red and and a similar thing um they got the this isn't this is an honorable mention i'd say and i think that some people might disagree with this the new avengers video game it like really I've I've heard a lot of like kind like I've seen pictures the costumes or the the suits don't really look that good and I'm a, I'm a little pessimistic kind of about it just from like things I've heard but I'm going to love it either way because it is it is a video game I don't care if the graphics are like PS3 it's a video game where I can get four of my friends each pick an avenger and play through a story like literally just give me more stuff like that like instantly sold it's, it's yeah. just an insanely good concept. Um, but Dying Light, Dying Light 2 is just going to be so much fun um, if it ever comes out because recently it was officially delayed indefinitely, which is just mm. a painful word to hear. Um, it's It's yeah. been getting pushed back a lot recently. Um, I just hope that eventually it pays off because I remember I like what they released like the first... They released the first trailer for the game um, probably about like a year or two ago at this point. Um, and it was like gameplay and stuff. So the fact that it's still being pushed back is is a real bummer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But well, I'm still I'm I'm right there, in line. We're probably just digitally downloading it the night yeah. it gets released, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. My number four is a movie that like it's a sequel to my favorite Marvel movie, not counting Endgame because that's a cop out. Um, you know that's. It, it was a big thing but uh this might surprise some people for favorite marvel movie um doctor strange and the multiverse of madness is something that i'm yeah. super looking forward to he's like my favorite superhero so and like the the visuals in that were very like my art eye was very pleased by it um yep and it was just it, it's it's such a cool concept to put together like, it's really fitting together with everything that they're doing with, like, the new Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I'm not super as invested into it now that, like, Endgame happened and I feel like there was, there was like, a cohesive kind of... You can, you can kind of stop here if you want feel to it. And that's kind of how I feel towards it. I'm not saying that the movies are going to be bad going forward. I think they're going to be very good. But I am genuinely ready to see Doctor Strange in another movie like that's gonna be so dope and it's supposed to be like a horror kind of movie right from what they're saying uh yeah so i mean even even the first one um was directed by scott derrickson who uh has his like all of his roots are in horror movies and i think you get a little bit of that at least in like the style of the first one um but this one he had to depart because of creative differences and it was picked up by um uh sam raimi and Mm. sam raimi the the king of the original like kind like th- obviously not the, the original, original superhero movies but the spider-man series that really brought superhero movies to the forefront and then kind of teed up iron man to really oh, explode yeah. um yeah him coming back i think that there is 
a little bit of I, I think that the reason that Spider-Man 3 was bad because was because um, Sony really forced Venom down his throat and oh, kind yeah, of they put, wanted... a, put a choke on him. The guy, like, he he publicly said many times that he hates Venom as a character. Absolutely. Um, Venom was just a buzzer word that they wanted in mm-hmm, there. They yeah. wanted to stuff him in and be like, hey, just put in a bunch of, you know, put in a bunch of villains. And apparently, do you know that in the original Spider-Man movies, the... The, there was like a reoccurring character who was a good friend of Raimi's that was going to be Mysterio. You may have told yeah, me this actually. Yeah. Um, well, th- there were rumors about that. It's Bruce Green. I, I'm, I'm not yeah. sure his name, but he was the one who appeared in, in every movie. Um, let's, I'll, I'll find his name while you continue talking, but he, yeah. he was always just like a one-off kind of character that... Mm-hmm. Um, he appeared in all the movies yeah he was like he was the chef in one of them who was like or not the chef the waiter uh in three or two or one of them where peter was going to propose to mary jane and Mm -hmm. ended up like yeah it didn't work out yeah bruce campbell bruce campbell uh has the has the strongest clap i've ever heard in a movie yep very good very very good clap Um, in spider-man 3 yeah yeah, but uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness just seems so dope because the Scarlet yeah. Witch. I don't know how they're gonna make that a horror movie when you have like two of the most powerful. Like I, I, it's gonna be. I trust them to make it a good horror movie. Like I'm mm-hmm. not doubting them. I'm just saying it's going to be a task to make these characters feel, in a sense, like in danger. I guess because I guess they're gonna be up against like space horrors if I'm thinking about it because it, yeah. it'll it'll probably take some inspiration from like um, well A the comics and B like cosmic horrors like uh, H.P. Lovecraft or something that seems like something they'd do but yeah seems really rad um, yeah yeah what's your it's number it's gonna be four? dope did you already um, go well, number, number three yeah, yeah. Uh, my number three is what I would say has a potential um, uh, like for a TV show that is still running uh, that has like the greatest potential to become one of the most revered TV shows of all time is Atlanta. Um, how they like so season three uh, has been pushed back. I think um, they've been. I don't know if they've announced anything like about it in terms of like release. Yeah, so it gets it got delayed until twenty twenty one, and it says, but oh, it it says it was delayed until twenty twenty one, but it gets a expanded episode number, so they're gonna have more episodes this season. Um, hey. That's yeah, good. it's basically the most creative comedy TV show I've I've seen um, in a long time, and like the just some of the interesting stuff they do with the world and like the the social commentary that appear in some of the episodes is it, it's just brilliant. Donald Glover is an absolute genius, and the fact that before this show, um, Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, Zazie Beetz and Brian Tyree Henry were not like A-list stars and now they all are like appearing in all sorts of movies and TV show D- TV shows should make like Atlanta like I don't even know like win a Nobel Peace Prize because they're some of the greatest actors that are working right now and I can't wait to see the the four of them back together filming more last season ended on a bit of a cliffhanger um, with everything that's going on with Aaron and his managerial position uh, working for Paperboy, but I don't know, man. It, it's just, it's so good. Like, the, I can't believe that um, the animated Deadpool series that FX had um, Donald Glover, like, 
signed up for got canceled. It's, it's I, like, how did they? That that is just an actual shoo-in of a great show. Um, he's he's just the best, and yeah, at least they still yeah. got this going. It's gonna be awesome. So. Red, yeah, I haven't yep. seen Atlanta, but it seems like one of those kinds of shows that's I really mean, you've well seen made. Episodes of it just like in the dorm, like when I would yeah. be playing them. Man, that just means no. Yeah, it's it's so freaking funny. <laughs> well, right, your number three. Yeah, my number three is this one's like it's not necessarily postponed. It's highly, highly plausible for this to happen. Uh, based on how well the previous season went and just how how beloved this series has become over time. But uh, part six of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime, really looking forward to it. Uh, by the way, this is only second of three uh, references to an anime I will make in my top yep. five, uh, just because I'm that guy. Uh, so part six is... Recently, part five came out, and basically JoJo is like a generational thing. So, part one was about like the the father of all of these people, Jonathan, and then it was Jonathan Joestar. Then it goes to Joseph Joestar. Then um, after that, it's Jotaro Kujo. Uh, then there's Josuke Higashikata, which is just out of nowhere. Um, and Giorno Giovanna and finally we are going to make it to Jolene Cujo uh, which will be based in Florida and it is in a prison setting so that's a wild wild uh, part that is going to be covered Uh, some crazy stuff happens I haven't read up on the manga but I know that it's going to be just bonkers Uh, some nuts things happen at the end of that that crescendo forward into future parts uh overall the show lives up to its name it's just very crazy very bizarre situations and it is a trip to go through um each season getting like more visually appealing as it goes the the power system in it are stands which are named after like music references in uh in the west so like there's stands like gold experience which is a that's an album made by prince or the artist formerly known as prince rest in Mm -hmm. peace uh but you know there's crazy ones heavy weather uh in part three they're just after tarot cards but it's very interesting it's a great show and i highly recommend it uh part five is so far my favorite part but it's welcome to change Gotcha. Is it on to me? Uh, yeah, it's on to you. Part or your second, yeah. Okay, this is one that has just the release day has been thrown around all over the place since like the COVID stuff started happening. It is Christopher Nolan's newest movie, Tenet, which I already am making room in like my top hundred favorite movies of all time, just based off pure trust for him as a director. I mean, mm-hmm. like literally looking at his like i loved dunkirk probably more than some people did i think it had some story cons- i think um the the timeline that a lot of people were concerned about works out more than people might think it's just like he kind of trusted the audience a little too much in terms of being able to follow like the the time travel stuff but i still absolutely love it one of the most stressful movie experiences that i've ever had interstellar absolute masterpiece that i think gets better every single time i watch it um the dark knight rises 
has some great moments a little iffy though another thing that i just feel like the studio interference kind of stopped the creative um stuff and then inception the dark knight the prestige and batman begins maybe like one of the best four movie runs a director has ever had in the history of time like literally insane that batman begins the prestige and the dark knight and inception exist in a row nuts um (laughs) So at this point, he wins. Like I literally have, like even just looking at it now. Like I obviously knew he directed those movies, and they came out around the same time. But literally looking at my screen as it said that, I mean, even Insomnia came just before that, which is a great movie too. But those four movies is is bonkers. Um, Tenet, I I know next to nothing about it, just because I avoid watching trailers and I just blindly trust anything Nolan does. I know John David Washington is in it, and that dude is getting all the love he deserves. He he like Ballers was the uh, TV show that um, The Rock started doing on HBO. Not it, it was a decent show, but he was definitely like the standout in it. So I can't wait to see what else he's doing. Um, Robert Pattinson is in there. Kenneth Branagh. It's also the um, Ludwig Göransson or whatever uh, is doing the the he's composing the movie. He's the one who works with uh, Childish Gambino and produces all of his music. Um, I know nothing about this movie besides the cast and stuff, but I could not be more excited. And I think as of now, it's uh, scheduled for August 12th, but who knows? If this really is like the first big big movie um, to release and kind of reinvigorate theater love, it's going to make a trillion dollars. Hmm. It's going to be insane. Rad. Did you know? I just looked up John David Washington on um, online and I never heard his name before, uh, but that's mm. just because I'm highly ignorant about most movie-based things. Uh, there apparently is word of uh, JDW and Zendaya yep. creating... About the yeah, they're making a secret movie during the pandemic. Apparently it, it's been made, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Yep. Like, that's the secret part. People only found, about, found out about it the other day that it actually existed. Oh. So... Huh. Well, yeah, and the director of Euphoria. Yeah, so what it's like I think it's idea. Yeah, it's just them, and it's just about like pandemic themes and all that kind of stuff. It'll be really interesting. Mm. Like, yeah, Zendaya and John David Washington, you have me already sold one hundred percent. Yeah, Zendaya, I've I've been following you since Shake It Up. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the um, my number two is kind of obvious based on like what my favorite show is. Uh, but My Hero Academia Season 5 is going to be on the horizon here soon. And it's... I love that show, man. I really do. Mm-hmm. And Season 5 is going to bring some dope things. It's got uh, the My Villain Academia arc, which is just so dope that they're doing that. And it does some crazy things for the series. Uh, and then there's another arc directly after that that is just great i i love what they do in these next like couple arcs because the way that they do it is it's a very formulaic situation where it covers like two volumes sort of or it covers about like one volume maybe which is like two chapters or so uh into one season so like season one was actually one chapter um and then i believe season yeah, season two was one volume that was the tournament arc and the stain arc. And then season three was like, there there was a lot of stuff that happened in season three, but it made its way up to, um, up to the all for one arc. And then 
Season four was really good. It introduced my favorite characters like Mirio and Gentle, who are just dope. I love them both. They're my favorite villain and hero, respectively. And then finally, this one's just going to involve like all the character development within the villain organization, and it's super good. And I would watch it if you get a chance. I'd start getting caught up soon because I don't know when season five's coming out, but I do know that it is a definite that it's going to be twenty twenty one release. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, sick! Yeah, or no, it's confirmed I'm... for twenty twenty one. Oh, rad! That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I, I I did not love the last season as much as you. I thought it was pretty good. A lot of the stuff full on snooze fest for me though. Yeah, the, 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 the festival, festival was not super great, weak, but I love Gentle as a villain. I just adore how he's written and his character. He was like the highlight of that arc, if anything, if there was a highlight besides him. Um, yeah, yeah, I loved Mirio. I think that they could have done better with the fight between him and Overhaul, but that's just me because it's like one of the biggest moments in the in that arc at all but yeah it's it's unfortunate I liked it better in the manga but say la vie I hope they do better with this upcoming season granted they were working on a movie at the same time which oh dang oh they're they're doing that with this upcoming season too actually no way I I wouldn't say it was bad honestly but yeah but still though I think that they could have done better animation wise and pacing wise Mm -hmm. and generally a lot of things but you know they they should do better with this upcoming season because they actually won't have the movie working because they had to postpone it with the other one like their movie coming up is i think it's already been put out but the one with nine in it and he's that that seems like it's going to be a good movie anyway that's my number two yeah cool so now we are on to the uh the i guess we do suggest or not suggestions but would you, like, would you like me to do my honorable mention so that you can get to that one that you said might shift our whole... Yeah, I mean, I, I have a I have a ton. I, I think it's going to, like, for... I'm not sure if you're going to be exci- as excited as I am, but I'm interested to see it at the very least. You can go first. I also just have a ton of honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, my honorable mentions are... <laughs> I have... So, Diamond and Pearl remakes, please... Please. I mean, those aren't even announced, right? I know. That's the thing. That's why it's in my honorable mentions is because these aren't these aren't announced. But in my heart, I wish they were. We got a Pokemon Direct the other day that I was so hopeful. I was so waiting for them to bring up the potential of like just just a quick little blue and pink. That's all I needed. Just like a blue and pink screen. I would have been cool with that. Everybody would have been like, oh, that's sick. They're working on it. And... I want them to take their time with it and everything. Maybe they'll do it next year because it's going to be the anniversary or whatever. But, you know, that's that's my hope. I just really want mm-hmm. it. I want it if, so bad, man. I've been waiting if, over If they put some effort in that game, it could really be a banger for sure. Dude, it could sell so well. They don't even... I don't even think they understand how well that remake would do. Because that's, like, where it really popped off for popular... Like, it was popping off already with, like, Hoenn. That was doing great, but then Gen 4 came out, and it came out with also the best game in the franchise so far, according to, like, a lot of people, which is Heart Gold and Soul Silver. You can tell how those how well those games are going because of how high their price is online. Um, but yeah, no, Diamond and Pearl remakes are up there. Uh, generally, going back to college, something I'm looking forward to coming out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just going back and having that environment to learn in gonna be dope 
but another thing that I would probably put in my number five that I'm very much looking forward to is uh, Paper Mario, The Origami King, which gotcha. I, I haven't watched or played a lot of Paper Mario, but I think like I'd probably play this game because I love RPGs. I probably should have started playing Paper Mario a long time ago because mm-hmm. I'm sure I'd enjoy it. And like it's got some unique ideas to it and everything. Uh, I heard like Thousand Year Door was really good, so I'd probably play Origami King if I got the chance. Uh, but yeah, that makes up all of my uh, honorable mentions. I had a joke one that was Riverdale, but not even good enough for me to really <laughs> joke about. Like, I, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. All right, I'll I'll sit like look. The one that I'm gonna bring up is just such a, a curveball that I'm I'll save it for last. So we'll just run through them real quick. First up, three upcoming Marvel movies um, that, I mean, have been affected were the ones that I'm, that I'm specifically... I guess it's four that have been affected. Um, the Eternals coming mm-hmm. out, um, I think, February next year, maybe. I think that's yeah. where, where they're at right now. Um, really looking forward to that. It has a great cast. Can't I, I'm signed up for any Marvel movie. Um, Black Widow, also, I think it's going to be really good. I'm excited to see what they do with Taskmaster. Uh, masker task master he's always been a great villain with like a really kind of interesting um just like move set and mm-hmm. uh, he was really well re- represented in the spider-man game so i'm excited to see where they go with that um shang chi in the legend of the ten rings a, a full-on kung fu marvel movie like couldn't be like this might be my most hyped of all of these um yeah, cast is, is, is really awesome um yeah absolutely can't wait for that uh, and then Thor Love and Thunder, you got Taika oh, coming absolutely. back to, to do a Marvel movie. I mean, it's just a non-factor. Like, of course, it's going to be awesome. Um, dude's incredible. Um, also, A Quiet Place Part 2. This was one of the movies that was affected most early because it was supposed to come out around the time that um, at least the U.S. really started reacting, which it was like April or something like that. Yeah. Um, so they they moved it back late next year or maybe early next year. Um, first movie is really good. They got John Krasinski directing again. And uh, yeah, totally signed up. Um, you got the Batman, the new uh, Batman movie, which with every cast announcement gets me more hyped and more back on the the, the train here. Um, it's it's probably going to be super good. You know, the director, totally trust him too. He's uh, the Planet of the Apes trilogy. He I think he only directed two of them, um, but still one of my favorite trilogies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Matrix 4 and John Wick two Keanu action movies that hopefully the Matrix gets back on track. John Wick doesn't need to because all of those movies have just been incredible frenetic action movies. Um, Barry and Fargo, two TV shows that I absolutely love. Um, We're definitely fighting Atlanta for the the TV show spot that I kind of reserved. Um, But I think Atlanta is above these. Barry is one show that is probably the most like, even though it's about a a hitman um, murdering people, it's probably the most like digestible show that I could possibly recommend right now. If you're looking for a show that you're going to love, watch Barry. It's mm-hmm. on HBO. I think it's free right now um, just because uh, HBO is trying to been give out, giving out shows just so people have something to do during quarantine. Um, yeah, couldn't recommend, re- could not recommend it more. Uh, Cyberpunk, not sure if I'll be playing this one on the channel because I don't think it's exactly the, um, the family-friendly style that I'm going for, <laughs> but it's still, it's going to be an awesome game. Um they, those guys, they created The Witcher, so I pretty much trust them with an open world game. It's going to be amazing. And here we go. The uh, the one, not my number one, but the one that you've all been waiting for. Okay, Adam. So, do you know the name John Francis Daly? No. 
Okay. He wrote um, quite a few good movies. Um, the, probably the biggest one being Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Um, he, he wrote that and a couple other comedy movies that are that are here and there. Um, you also got Jonathan Goldstein, his, his go-to partner. Um, they work on everything together. These two gentlemen directed Game Night as a pair. All right. Oh, so do I have do I have your attention yet? You have my right? attention. That's, the that's directors, a good movie. the directors of Game Night, are signed on to write and direct a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh my god, dude! Oh, that has potential. That could do something. Like, I this literally could do some business. Dungeons and Dragons movie is is just a cursed concept. Like people have tried it in the past, and it's <laughs> it's just such a hard thing to really nail. But it's like some that, Dragon Ball Evolution style of yeah, movie it, directing that just seems so. It's yeah. So there are there are four of these movies. Um, this is just a complete reboot. But if you after seeing what they did with Game Night, I full faith in at least getting their their shot of this kind of unbelievably expansive topic um and seeing where they take huge. it in terms of a movie that's enormous it's i mean basically like a movie about it is just an individual's campaign like when you think of, like there isn't really a like a go-to story that you can make in terms of dungeons and dragons like a film but, yeah that's um, true there's no like main monk character that you can do yeah. or anything like that so i it comes out uh, may 27 2022 these guys after game night you get one free pass on whatever comes out next. I will watch it indefinitely. Um, mm-hmm. Such an incredible movie. But my number one, you ready for this? I'm not yeah. sure if you saw this one coming, actually. Um, this is actually, I, I threw these in as a pair, um, two movies that are um, just no reason to jump around it. Mission Impossible 7 and 8. And I um, had a feeling. I was like, those they, are honorable mentions. Yet, yeah, so. they have... So they decided to do something different. Normally these movies come out uh, like every three or four years. Um, but these ones they're filming in succession, kind of like how um, Infinity War and Endgame ended up happening, where they're going to be releasing one year apart. Um, now it's November 2021 and November 2022, I think. Um, like a, a key theme of this list has been me blindly trusting a movie just because of the things that have followed it or preceded it, essentially. And no better example of that than the Mission Impossible movies. They only have been getting better as time goes on. Like, the fact that, like, one was pretty good. You can barely even compare one, two, and three to where the movies have come now in terms of, like, just the jaw-dropping set pieces they do. The fact that in number four, Tom Cruise climbed the tallest building in the world and it has only gotten crazier since then is just the best way to describe this. Um totally can't wait for what they do here i know tom cruise is crazy you don't have to yell at me um he's essentially at this point the uh the kanye west of (laughs) yeah i I think you can he's yeah you know and i think he he even had some there was some drama a slight drama about him recently um where one of the other stars um of one of the mission impossible movies um her name, I, I can never pronounce her name. She's a great actress. It's like Tandy Newton or something like that. Um, she's also in Westworld. Awesome actress. She said that um, she really did not get along with him on the set of the movie. She said not because he was like a gross, creepy dude or anything like that, but just because he was kind of a, a, a perfectionist. and a li- he, She said he tried to be nice, but kind of took everything way too seriously. Um, and honestly, like 
it, it kind of feels like he's method acting because you I really get that vibe from Ethan Hunt as a character. Just uh-huh. like at, like in each mission, he's just like totally the perfectionist who kind of steps on a lot of toes because he's not willing to do anything else anybody else's way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just the other day I rewatched um, Mission Impossible Four, and it's I I do wish the only thing is Christopher McQuarrie is great, but if Brad Bird could come back and give some of his genius back to this franchise again, I would absolutely adore that. Um, you've seen Mission Impossible 4, right? Or at least parts of it? Yeah. You, so you remember the part in like the hallway scene where they, they put up like this this big screen and then a camera so they can like sneak up on this guy and it like records the other side of the wall so it just looks like the wall is like getting closer to the guy and he doesn't know like what's going on. It's... It's... I don't recall that scene, but... Yeah, basically wild. just all of the, the technology stuff that happened in that fourth movie just is... It comes from Brad Bird. You see it in the Incredibles movies. The dude knows what he's doing. He mm-hmm. like action. Nobody does action like he does. Um, but nonetheless, Mission Impossible Seven and Eight are going to be incredible. I cannot cannot wait at all. I have I actually have a comment about the method acting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact: Did you know that like that's not like a widely respected thing in like acting community? I know for a fact it's not respected. It's not, no, it's horrible. It is. Yeah, of not, course not. It is not something that people like. Yeah. Uh, my, I had a director that was doing my show for uh, Once Upon a Mattress, where all I did was I was just kind of being like, I was just trying to get into the moment of like, I'm going to have a mic on me either way, because I'm going to be singing these songs in backstage. I need to learn not to speak. So I'm just going to try and like communicate that way. And he like straight up told me to, to my face, like to F off about it because he didn't he was just like it just makes things harder to do and he needs like he needs you to be able to break out of character so that he can tell you the notes that he needs to tell you because if you're in character all the time it's going to cause problems and if it causes problems there's going to be issues with the show and if there's issues with the show it's not going to work out very well so that's just a fun little thing yeah. that I picked up yeah on. I mean uh, and even for the Tom Cruise one I don't think he actually was method acting I just think he's a very similar person but yeah uh huh you know yeah um my number one is Nino Kuni 3. And I brought up in my top five games of all of, of my childhood uh, that Nino Kuni 1 is one of my favorite games ever. Just definitely. Uh, it's, it's a Studio Ghibli made like series of games. And I really hope it picks up and like takes off into becoming like this big franchise for level five games um because it's just so charming and rich in like it, it gives like that D kind of feel where it's like you're this mage and you meet like these people that are better with swords and melee things and they still have magic and all that and they have familiars and it's really rad uh and then like you're able to summon dragons and stuff and you can follow them and it's got like a Pokemon effect where you're able to catch different familiars and use them for your own. And then you go around and fight bosses and the boss fights are like one of the best parts in those whole series. Like I, they're so memorable and so like, it's a great series so far. Nino Kuni won out of the park. So good. Had that Ghibli charm to a T. Two different worlds, like a kid going into a new fantasy world where he has to learn how everything works to find his mom and all that. It's so good. Uh, and then Nino Kuni 2, 
Revenant King where it's a similar child like they do this thing in each in each game where like the main character is a child who gains like these followers who slowly you know join him on his adventures and like respect him and learn to see that he is probably the most powerful mage in, in the game and then the the second game added in new things that were so good for the series that it's not just like oh I'm playing more of the first game it's like this is a whole new kind of game it has no real ties to the story from the previous game there's some characters that show up as like little easter eggs that you can mm-hmm. find but you know it's it's so good and I know that they're going to knock out of the park with this third one and I just hope it keeps getting better uh they don't have they don't have like an announced date but I know that it said like a year ago yeah July 2nd 2019 uh, fans of Nino Kuni rejoice as the third game in the role playing adventure series is currently in development. Uh, and that was a while ago, and I know they're putting a lot of effort into it, so it's not like it's just postponed indefinitely. Like, this is going to happen, and I'm mm-hmm. so looking forward to it. Also, there was a movie that they made for it that I didn't even know existed because it only dropped in Japan, but it was based on the story of the first game, which the best out of the two so far, not to say that there's a huge gap there. Uh, but it, I, I want to see that now because it's just such a good game and I want to watch that because it's probably got just the full Ghibli feel to it. Um, but yeah, that's apparently what was in between two and the production now of three. So gotcha. there's apparently a huge uproar for it and yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, that's my number not, one. So that's our full yeah. top five. Not sure if we have uh, uh, time yeah. to discuss the, the extra stuff this time around. Probably yeah, move right into recommendations. So we'll, yeah, let's move directly into recommendations. You go first. All right. Um, mine is... Uh, yeah, so a couple weeks ago now, we did our top five favorite games of our childhood, and Adam kind of roasted me um, because I after, shortly after that, I told him that one of my... that Probably my third favorite game of all time is The Wolf Among Us, and he's like, then why wasn't that on your list? And I said, this definitively is not a game for children. Uh, would extremely not say it's a child game. Um... But if you don't know what The Wolf Among Us is, it is a telltale game based on the Fables comic book series, um, which essentially is it's all of these fairy tale characters, um, all the ones that you like remember, like Snow White and the Big Bad Wolf, like all that kind of stuff. Um, they live in like this, this like basically u- utopia world. And then this guy called the Adversary um, takes over and uh, basically forces all of them to go into hiding or also like kill them and eventually they end up crossing over through this portal to hide in the world the actual like normal world world that we know um that they call like the mundane mm-hmm. world and it's uh, stories based off that only recently um did i start reading the actual comics that inspired the game um yeah so it's called the fable series there are a ton of comic books here um so there are 22 volumes, and each of these volumes are like a full like story kind of like arc thing um, that mm-hmm. just contains a, a ton of comic books. Um, but I, I've only read through the very first volume, and I own the next two, and I, I couldn't recommend it enough. The uh, main character is uh, is Bigby Wolf. The uh, So obviously the, the Wolf Among Us, he's also the main character in the game. He is the big bad wolf who was... Um, He's trying to kind of atone for his, his sins because he, he used to be a horrible guy, um, but now he's become like the detective of the fairy tale world. They basically made this rule that um, once you cross over to the mundane world, you cannot be judged at all for any of the things you did. 
in the previous world. So um, now he's just there uh, to try to prove himself. And uh, he's still like the ultimate, just like, I don't know, like hardcore drunk detective who's he'll do anything to get the case solved or that kind of thing. Um, but the, the character is, is really interesting. And I love the way that all the, the worlds come together. And um, yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 great. You know, couldn't recommend it enough. The first two volumes are free. Um, if you do a, a, a like a make an account for a comiXology, the uh, phone app that just lets you buy all kinds of comics. Um, and you can you use can, code. Yeah, exactly. For... Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I would definitely recommend checking that out if you're into graphic novels and comics and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, for my recommendation, uh, I have a game that Jack and I were playing a lot over our break and kind of vacation where we went off to my grandpa's farm. Uh, it's a really good game, high quality uh, clubhouse games, which is 51 games in one. Uh, it's for Nintendo Switch, and it's basically a game that has 51 classic style games that are on it. Uh, a lot of value. It's about $40, I think, uh, which sounds like a lot, but I actually have learned how to play a bunch of games. Like, I feel like a card game master now that I know how to play poker, <laughs> even though I'm not good at yeah. it at all. Uh, like Blackjack, uh, we have Backgammon on there, which never knew how to play Backgammon. Now I do. Uh, does a really good job of explaining it. Working on Mahjong, gotta learn mm-hmm. how that works, I guess. Not really, but it's a lot of rules. Um, then, uh, you know, there's like some Japanese style games like uh, Takoyaki, uh, and then there's like, you know, some some other ones that are more like arcade style games that are, you know, uh, air hockey and stuff like that. And then there's like toy baseball, toy soccer, which is like foosball and baseball. It's it's a fun, yeah, and baseball. Uh, it all kind of ties together into a very stylistic and pretty and like very, very just chill game. Like it's very wholesome, mm-hmm. very neat, uh, very clean, you know, well done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend I, like, that. The way, uh, how to play a lot of yeah, the way life. I see it is like, I think early in the Switch's lifespan, they dropped one through Switch, which kind of seemed like it was their their attempt to like fill the void that is Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, and it didn't exactly land. It's it's that. a little weird. This one I feel like does a, it it's does a better still job. one two Switch is still like sixty dollars yeah. on on the I don't get that I don't get that at yeah. all. That sucks. But, yeah, but this. Uh, <laughs> Just just a bunch of great games. It's it's a lot of fun. And yeah, oh yeah. I, it's it's just a nice Yeah. It's yeah. I stand by it's one of my favorite Switch games so far, and I really love the Switch. It's just super casual oh, and replayable. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh that's about all we have for this week. Uh stay tuned. We'll be on time next week. Hopefully. Uh with another episode. So all right. We will see you guys later. Later guys. Bye guys.